Well, we want to get into the Word. Uh, the Word is uh, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. All right, that's King James. Uh, what that means is, is that God's Word has the ability to divide what is spiritual and what is mental. Okay? That's how as simple. Uh, joints and marrow, discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. They're all talking about either your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, or your spirit. So God's word divides the difference between what is spiritual and what is mental. And uh, so, so we need that to take place. You know, you say, well, what's that all about? Uh, well, it's important for us to understand what is just a natural thing and what is a supernatural thing. What is actually literally God's heart? What is God saying to me? Praise the Lord. Uh, oftentimes, it gets confusing. Um, uh, I always like to give the illustration of relationships. Uh, when, when we are uh, uh, involved with somebody in the sense of uh, that you get around them a lot and you really uh, think they're great and they're cool and they're lovely and you're like, I love them. You know, they're so amazing. You know, and, and, I, have, and I work with young people, so, so it's, it's fun to see this happen over the years you know, that uh, they just lose their mind. I remember, I mean, does anybody remember losing your mind when you're in junior high? You know, the first person you, you know, came in contact with, you just lost your mind. You're like, oh, man, I loved him. And your parents are going, shut up. And he's like, yes, ma'am. So anyhow, so, so uh, we, in those cases, uh, our souls become so... Um, activated and so involved that sometimes we think it's, it's must be God's will. I've had a 12-year-old over there in the youth room. This has been a while back, you know. Uh, she, she says, can I talk to you after the service? And I'm like, sure, absolutely, honey, no problem. So, you know, we do the service, service gets over, and, and everybody's milling around. And so I sat down with her, and, and I said, what's wrong, honey? She said, I just broke up with my boyfriend. And she's 12. I was like, what? I, you know, my response was, who are your parents? <laughs> it's bad, huh? It's terrible. I mean, sometimes I don't have self-control. You know, I just like, I shouldn't have said that. But it was, that was the first thing. I'm like, who are your parents? You're 12 years old and you're, you have a boyfriend? You're like, anyway. So, so uh, but I mean, her whole life has fallen apart at 12 years old. And this goes on. It doesn't have an age, you know, because uh, we get so tied up um, in our souls with uh, human affairs. And uh, we begin to think it's the will of God. And we have young people that will uh, say, yeah, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend now. And, and I'll be, uh, my first question to them is, are they saved? They go, I don't know. And then I'm wondering, are you in this youth ministry? Because I talk about this all the time, all the time, about um, what God's word says and qualifying relationships and all these things, let alone having somebody that you've decla declared your main squeeze that you are walking around, running around with, who's not even in the relationship with your father. Do you realize that if you marry somebody in that condition, your father-in-law is the devil? That's what Jesus said. He said to those Pharisees, he said, you are of your father, the devil. If you don't know Jesus, if you haven't been born again, your, your father is Satan. That's what Adam did. He exchanged fathers. Incidentally, that's what being born again means. Means being re-fathered 
from above. So um, all of this has nothing to do with my message. I just realized. But it took all of that, I guess, just to value, to bring the, raise the value of God's word. What is God's word to us? What do we come here to have happen to us? We come here expecting to hear in our ear things that penetrate our heart and bring about the change in us that God would have in our lives. Now, I've preached amazing messages, at least I thought, gone out into this foyer and had somebody come up to me and say, you know, that really spoke to me today. And I'll be like, praise the Lord, you know, glory to God. And then they'll say what God was talking to them about and realize, were you in the same room when I was speaking today? And so I can't put limitations on what God does in a setting like this or why I shared what I just shared because it wasn't in my notes. And we, as ministers, um, have to be able to yield to the Holy Spirit and say things that, and you know, the people say, uh, that's a rabbit trail, or this is off, off point, or whatever the case may be. But somebody in this place, or somebody in that place, uh, watching through our television broadcast, somebody is getting something, I believe, in Jesus' name. So the word of God is, is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. He sent his word, and it healed them. So the word of the Lord um, is actually been exalted above his name. Most of us will say, you know, wow, you know, he's been given a name that is above every name. And then there's one day every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. We know about the name, but it says in the Old Testament that he has exalted his word above his name. Mm-mm-mm. So we put a premium on the word. We put a premium on, on coming and hearing uh, the voice of the Lord and hearing God's uh, expressed word by those who are called to minister and preach and proclaim the word of God. But it isn't necessarily limited to uh, the people who stand behind this. Um, I, I, I mentioned this morning that uh, Brother Daryl texts uh, the scriptures, the word is the word. I'll read that thing, and it'll just like, ah, you know, get it. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. I'll tell him, ooh, amen, I like that one. Had a guy in the, in the gym. I mean, this guy was nuts as far as I was concerned. You know, you never know a Christian who, who just seems like they're just a little too much. And, uh, and, and just bold, crazy bold. Crazy bold where people are cussing him at the gym and tell him to shut up. And, and uh, he would come up to me and, and just start spilling the word of God, spilling the word of God while I'm working out. I'm, you know, and he's, he, and he's just like, the word of God is a hammer, you know, and he starts just talking about the word and speaking the word. And I'd be like, ooh, come on, brother, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just smiling while I'm working out because he's speaking the word. When you put a premium on the word, when you put a value on the word, then it can have its effect in you. And so, so tonight, here I am uh, coming again with uh, a message uh, talking about uh, coming into the presence of God, coming before God and, and the value of that, how we are to uh, expect God to speak to us and talk to us. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. When we talk to God, he wants to talk to us. He wants to communicate with you. You are special. 
You know, we, get, we feel like, I don't want to be prideful. <laughs> Look, go ahead with God. You know, I think I'm his favorite. <laughs> go for it. Believe that he has a special thing for you all the time. He's just got a special affinity towards me. I don't know why. I know I'm not. I know he created me in his image. I know that I shouldn't be thinking this way, but I think he really likes me. It's okay. Go ahead. Is there anybody like that? I know for a fact what he did in the sky this morning was for me. And then some brother, you know, was in the, in the message this morning. I was talking about that. And he texts me this beautiful picture of the sunrise. And, uh, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you know, that's what God did for him. <laughs> I think he was just wanting to share it with me. I'm just kidding. I'm just like, man, that is gorgeous. It's beautiful. God is an artist. Who's he doing for? Does he do it just for himself? I'm like, I'm going to. No, he's like, who's West? Who's he? And he goes, look at that, you guys. How many of us stop and say, God, that? Wow. Huh? He wants to commune with you, he wants to dine with you. He stands at the door and knocks. If anyone opens the door, Y'all seen that picture, that painting of Jesus standing at a door? If you'll look closer, there's no knob on his side. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, anyone hears my voice and opens that door, he says, I'm going to come in and dine with you and sup with you. Praise God. Amen. What an exciting life we have when we're children of God. And, and it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter your makeup or your condition. What matters is you have a heart to have this take place in your life. God, I desire you. I need you. I want you. We sang a song. I love that song tonight. Whew. I just want to be in your presence. Glory to God. I just want to be in your presence. Praise God. Let that be your testimony every day. I want to be in God's presence. Praise the Lord. I'm going to share um, a scripture before I get over, and I haven't shared or turned with me now thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's all turn with us now to hallelujah. Glory to God. Where am I? Oh, shook. Let me see what I've done. My apologies. That's the thing about electronics. Don't trust them. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you for being patient with us online there. God bless you. I'm sorry. Psalm 24. In Psalm 24, verse 3, it says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has, a clean, has clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Whew. 
I'd like to believe that this is the generation that seeks his face. And we get the qualification, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who's invited up into that place? Well, we know that we all have been qualified by the blood of the lamb, as, as Joe saying about just earlier, you know, that I've been rendered innocent and I'm qualified to go to the hill of the Lord, to rise up to that high place. I wasn't qualified until I met Jesus. Everybody else gets thrown off the cliff. But if you meet Jesus and you get born again, you have been called to this high place. And he's calling us up into that place, saying, come, come and join me in this place. And uh, so, so uh, we are those who seek his face. This generation, uh, we call this uh, our Genesis service and our uh, 2-9 worship team leads the worship. Um, I just... I'm so grateful and thankful for these um, young people serving God, honoring God. I myself personally got saved and born again when I was 19 years old. From 12 to 19, I was uh, doing drugs, being crazy. Yes, at 12 years old. And, and uh, uh, that Satan was trying to destroy my life. Of course, um, he, I believe, recognizes and sees the call of God on your life. Now listen, if you get saved, he can't do nothing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what he sees, but he is threatened by you. Believe me, everybody in this room, he's threatened by you or else he wouldn't do nothing, right? And uh, so you were born gifted. God put himself on the inside of you and equipped you, empowered you. You have amazing um, purpose, if you will, that Satan can't afford to just disregard you. And so now that you're born again, now that you're even more dangerous than ever, it really ticks off the devil, which again really is meaningless as far as we're concerned because he is a whipped foe and we have been given authority over him. So we go into the presence of God and get equipped for our empowerments, get equipped for the anointings. We get equipped for the work, the good works that God prearranged before you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye. God um, empowers you so that you can go out and do those things. It's so amazing to me that that scripture in Ephesians 2.10, uh, that literally that he uh, is causing us to take paths that were prearranged. Me standing up here tonight was prearranged before I was even created. Before I came to be, it was prearranged. You're sitting there, prearranged. Those two right there, look at them. They're so in love. Just God bless you guys. They're just speaking wonderful things of the Lord to each other. I love you. I love you too. Uh, you know, give me a kiss. We can't. We're supposed to social distance. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> but they're equipped. We're all equipped. Prearranged. But if there is any one thing that's prearranged, it's us coming into the presence of God on a regular basis. He has made the way for a constant and continual access. But you have to have the one too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to get some, some word out here tonight, hopefully. Let's look at Habakkuk. That's a cool name, Habakkuk. Sounds like somebody who makes real good food. 
In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verses 18 and 19, this is uh, King Jimmy. It says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Where? On mine high places. He's calling me up. He's making my feet like hind's feet. Uh, I used to think that meant like hind feet, like back feet. But a hinds is like a type of a deer. And, and so, so God is, is making us to be able to walk naturally in the high places where he hangs out. And, and it's like we belong there. Just recently, is, uh, uh, I was fishing in the East Walker River. It's up by um, Hawthorne, Nevada, you know, between Hawthorne and uh, California. And uh, we're fishing, and it's like fly fishing, and, and uh, just amazing. So we're getting ready, getting our, man, it's just so exciting. We've, we've got our antelope, we've got our deer, we've harvested all those things. And, and now we're just going to enjoy ourselves and fish. And, and, and uh, this beautiful setting in front of us, of a, a field that's, uh, you know, just kind of brownish dry, and, and the mountains and rocks, and the river, and the green, and, and uh, putting on a hook. And Dylan, who's with me, he says, he says, Pastor Randy, Pastor Randy. And I looked at him, he goes, he goes, look. And I turned my head and I went, and here's this big, beautiful, um, big horn sheep. Beautiful color, like reddish color and just deep, dark horns. And, and he's standing there like this looking at us. And I'm like, oh. I mean, he's just from like me to the foyer doors there. And I was like, whoa. And he just decides they're not a threat. And he just keeps coming straight at us, you know. So, so I'm making my way to get behind some trees because I don't want to ruin the moment, you know. And I'm just trying to get hidden, not to do anything, just to watch. And to get my phone, of course, you're looking for your phone. Oh, my phone's over there. Dang it. <laughs> you know, trying to take a picture, 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 video. Whoa, you know, they're like, whoa, did you see that? What did you think of that? And, and Dylan goes, he went straight up the bank. And I, I didn't really pay attention to what, what he was going up. I just was trying to concentrate on getting him in the video. And when I put, put the phone down and, and looked at, the, at what he was talking about, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a bank. We're talking about as high as the balcony right there. And it's straight up. It's not like a gradual thing. He went over there and went straight up. Straight up, like it was like this decline or something. And I was like, oh my goodness. And he got up, up to the top and he kind of turns and goes, yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> Just proud and not afraid. Beautiful. Again, you may think I'm selfish. You may think I'm arrogant. But nobody can tell me that God did not do that for me. But that's not even my point. It's not unusual. Um, so, so, so the point is, hear this. <laughs> I do have a point in that. <laughs> is this great big, masterful, majestic creature went straight up the side of an embankment up there, and it was just as natural for him. It was no great effort. He wasn't going, <laughs> you know, trying to climb the bank. He just went over there and went, and he was at the top. 
And that's what God, he makes our feet and our abilities to get into his presence so natural and to dwell in the high places and the amazing conditions that God has for our lives. We do it because of his empowerment and his abilities that reside within us. He's calling us up to a higher place. Don't just hang out. Don't just be comfortable. Press in and get into the position God has for you to be in so that you can accomplish what God has for you to accomplish. Don't be satisfied with just being a Christian and just existing and breathing and eating and, and just, man, get, get just a little bit uncomfortable so you'll press into God and say, God, I just feel like I just want to tear some things up right now. Get into God's presence. And you just get where you just don't really even care that you're no longer controlled by the attitudes and the mindsets of this world. And you can just talk to anybody about anything that God directs you to talk to them about. Because otherwise you will always be intimidated. Otherwise you will always um, be hesitant and afraid to step out and do the impossible. I don't know what it took for the, uh, the you know, Hebrew children, you know. <laughs> God did open up the Red Sea, you know. But I don't know about you. I'd be like, nee, I don't know. You first. We got walls of water on both sides. <laughs> you know, you all seen the old Ten Commandments with, with Charles Heston, you know. His hair is blowing back, you know. <laughs> if it was me, I'd have one hair doing this, you know. <laughs> More wind, you know. <laughs> and so, so they had to have some faith to just even to go in there, right? Because the second group, it didn't go so well. But these are the things God does. He wants to continually do. It's not just subject to the Old Testament where he's doing miracles and defying gravity and defying natural laws and doing what he intended to do in and through the body of Christ. In this hour, in this day, he's calling us to a higher place. Listen to these translators concerning this. In the New English translation, it says, forget that one, the Amplified Bible. We might as well have fun. The Amplified Bible. I'm trying to keep things rolling. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Woo! He makes me to do this. Woo! I just come up to that bank and go, and next thing I'm on top. Woo! He makes my feet like a deer's feet in those places. Oh, that doesn't seem like I should be there. That's only a deer or a, a big old bighorn sheep or other, other creatures. No, God makes me to walk in places where you think, what am I doing here? You look in the mirror, I don't even know who that is anymore. Because the person I used to be would have never done these things. But God will make you go there and stand there in those places. I've seen that. You know, we glass and hunt, and I've hunted different things, including bighorn. And, and uh, you'll be doing this and doing this, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, there's one right there. That doesn't even seem possible. It's somehow standing on the side of the cliff. 
And there's, you're thinking, if I shoot it up there, I would have to use like dynamite to get it down from there. Because I can't personally get up there. And this is what mountain goats do. They just bounce from thing to thing on the side of a cliff. Me, I'd be coming out to the edge of the cliff. I'd drag myself to it and go look over like this and go, oh, oh, whoa, that is a long ways down right there. You know, my my good friend, Pastor Tony, Sharon, he says, this kind of makes your honey tingle, don't it? I was like, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. You know, you ever have that happen when you're in a high place? You're like, oh, oh. Oh, you know why? It's because we imagine ourselves falling. That's the problem. And so God wants to take us to those high places and make it natural for us and and that we are confident to walk around up there just like those goats and and bighorn sheep. They're just confident. They run around on it like it's their place. I belong here. God is calling us up to the high places. God is calling you up. God is calling you up. God's calling us all up. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the uh, Amplified Classic, that was the regular Amplified. Now listen to the Amplified Classic. Oh, yeah. It's very confusing. I get it. (laughs) It says, the Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, or responsibility. I mean, some of it is just our responsibility. Let's just face it. It takes courage to do some very easy things that people don't even think about. It takes courage to be a mom. Let's all just pause and say salah. It takes courage to be a mom takes courage to be a dad. These, to me, are the greatest and most important responsibilities that we have in this earth. If these roles were done correctly and godly, uh, our jails would be empty, our prisons would be empty. It takes courage to be a good mother. And sometimes conditions of life uh, make it so it's, it's not even the norm, where you're a single mom. And you're having to do all the discipline. You're having to make sure that they get their schoolwork done. You're having to bring home the bacon. You're having to do all the things. It just wasn't necessarily what God intended, but God gives you the courage. I've spoken to moms who've wept and said, I think I have to give up my children. I don't know what to do. I tell them, look at I know that it's tough, but if you'll look to God, he will give you the ability to make it and not give up your children. And I'll tell them, look, look at those little ones right there. They need their mom. They need you. So you grab yourself by the bootstraps. You call on the name of the Lord, and you believe God, and get your courage back, because the devil tries to create hopeless situations Paint pictures before us. Why we cannot make it. Why you are not worth anything. List goes on. While God is saying, come up here. 
Come up here. He's qualified you to come up to him. And when you do, he empowers you and makes you invincible. And when your children see you invincible, no matter what the conditions are, then they become invincible. They become empowered. And they see my mama, her God, is my God. This Years ago, Brother Copeland sang the song. It's an old song, you know. It says, I have returned to the God of my mother. I learned at her knee. He's the lily of the valley. And the song goes on and on. It just used to, I don't know why that just blessed me so much. I came from a broken home. Um, I didn't ever feel abandoned by my father necessarily, but uh, mom did uh, raise me primarily, and, and uh, I saw her trusting God. It was during that brokenness that she came to Jesus. It was during that brokenness that I experienced uh, some crazy Pentecostal weirdos uh, speaking in tongues, crying, and mama gets saved. And me, I was, it took me a few more years of stupid before I came to that. But when I found Jesus, I was looking for that God that Pentecostal experience that they had. I told those people that were around me, I said, lay your hands on me because I want to speak in tongues. They were like, what? I've seen it before. Whatever it was, I want it. That's what happens when you go to the high places. Even as an unsaved young person, they took me up there when I wasn't qualified. And when I came down, all I could think about was the high places. So when I yielded to God, I said, take me to those high places. I went with those people had. Praise the Lord. So God is calling us up. God is calling us out. He's calling us up into the high places of God. Glory to God. So I like this particular translation, the uh, Amplified Classic, because it says, of trouble, suffering, and responsibility. So whatever your challenges are, um, whatever would shake you, whatever would move you, when you come into that place with God, he equips you and makes you able to handle all of it as if you were born for this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his mercies. Thank God that you have been called up and you have been qualified. You can do this. We just have to shake off the heavy bands, shake off shake off our former perspective of ourselves and, and what is normal and what is uh, the, the, the uh, natural progression of my Christianity. Shake all those things off and get into God's presence and let him wreck your life. Y'all with me? How many of you want to be different? I want to go out of 2020. I think we all went out of this one. But I... I want to go into 2021. Listen, I don't care who's president. And now, we don't want to talk about that, I know. But it doesn't matter who's president. You will have to do you no matter who's in Washington. And you will have to access heaven and access God and do what God's called you to do regardless and separate from who's allegedly running the program, right? And so don't allow this time to hinder 
what God wants to do in you next. Doesn't matter what side of this you stand on. Doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. I'm going to get from God what he has for me, and I'm going to be what God wants me to be to this generation. I'm going to bring the help from heaven regardless of who's up there. Y'all with me? We have to come to this, you guys. And I like what Brother Hagin said. He decided that he was going to walk in love regardless if the whole world does it. And I have found, and this is what I've had to do, I have limited all of my social media activity. Why? Because it was messing my love walk up. And you want to guard your love walk. Otherwise, you have no access into this place I've just discussed with you. Because faith works by love. And your faith will not work for you if you are not walking in love. He's calling us up. He said, who will ascend? Who will ascend? Question mark. Gives the qualifications. You walking with an attitude towards the church, towards people, not just Christians, towards people. You will be shut down. You won't even get off of the flatlands when it comes to the hill of the Lord. Now, people are wondering, why does Pastor David keep teaching on love? Because he's waiting for us to walk in it. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Now, I did not plan this. You can call this a rabbit trail. You can call this what you want. But I'm telling you, if you're going to ascend to this place, into the Holy of Holies, then we, I'll just say we, are going to have to make some adjustments. Never, I'll say this though, in our defense, I'm not trying to make excuses, in our defense, all of hell has been released against the church in 2020. You name it, we've had it thrown at us. And that's when you have to go in there. (laughs) Jesus, you know, sometimes we have scars. You come in there. I I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. You know, people, you know, the church would be great if it wasn't for people. (laughs) Just need your help now, Lord. Just help me. (laughs) I just need a little help with my love walk right now, Lord. (laughs) we find ourselves having to make the adjustments and really having compassion towards people that are hurting for whatever reason they're hurting. Why are they acting this way? Why are they being mean? Why are they doing this? It's, there's a reason, but we don't have the luxury or the slack to walk in unforgiveness because of how ugly they've been. But we need to have the wisdom and the grace to not get ugly with them. Let everybody's ignorance or whatever they're dealing with be theirs. And we consistently walk in love so that we can continually come in before the Lord and continually go out and give them the help that they truly need. I've watched people angry, 
because of racism, because of police, whatever, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. And me, the white guy at the gym, come up to them and start listening to them and watch them start crying and me tell them, I'm so sorry that you had to grow up like this. It's not right. It, it, it isn't, isn't the way it should be that you were always afraid when you were pulled over. I, I, I hate that you had to be. But here's a white man that loves you and will love you no matter what. And watch him cry. Watch these people cry. And then the whole gym watched me hug them. And, and this is, yeah, and during COVID. <laughs> but listen, there are things that are more dangerous than the virus. Hatred. That harbored ill against my brother because of the color of his skin. That's more dangerous than a virus. We've seen its results here in our nation. And what they need is a true church. A church that's filled with the love of God and can overcome uh, whatever they've said to us, however they've acted or whatever they look like, and get past it by looking into them with the love of God and, and speaking to them with true and sincere compassion towards their situation and circumstance of life, bringing into their lives the grace and goodness of God that brings deliverance and freedom. That's what I received. So who will ascend to the hill of the Lord? I guarantee you, you won't get on the first step unless we deal with bitterness, unforgiveness, and get back into a walk of love. And I don't love people because they're black or white or, or Asian or Hispanic. Or, I love people because God has commanded me to love them. And, and, and you know what? It's not a duty to me. I really do love people and care about people. And people recognize it, and when they recognize it, they'll listen to who, or listen to me about what I believe and how I think how God loves them. Prayed with many a people to receive Christ as a result. And that's what we're here for. We're the answer, but we have to get in his presence. He's calling you up. Praise God. How many want to go higher? How many want to get into that place? Glory to God. Be the person he's called me to be. Glory to God. Amen.